This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So this is after Trump was elected, and this is Steve Adubato interviewing me. First you heard me talk about before Trump. Now this is after Trump, and this is right after Trump, and we're heading into 2017. I think this interview happened in December of 2016, and uh, we are having this conversation about what the future is going to look like. And now we're in 2020, and y'all already know. <laughs> so I'm playing these back to remind people of what's at stake in November, and as we get closer to it, this is a time if, if there are people in your life who are still struggling with whether or not to vote, and my vote doesn't count, and all of the myriad things that people are saying right now for reasons why they're not going to cast a vote, vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris— Listen to these, share these uh, podcasts with them. And I want to thank Steve Adubato because he did an amazing job interviewing me because uh, I hate being interviewed. Let me just say that I'm one of the worst people to interview because I'm so used to being on the other side of the mic. But he made me really comfortable to speak this. And we have a great rapport. So up next is me and Steve Adubato talking about Trump after he was elected. And this podcast is brought to you by Ashford University. Ashford University, a lot of you are shifting your dreams and goals right now and thinking about doing something different in your career, well, let Ashford help. Actually, let them help you get the skills that you need. Ashford University has online bachelor's and master's degree programs that will allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. You can learn anywhere because it's online. And you get real-world skills from real faculty, expert faculty, and they'll teach you all the things that you need, and it's in a comfortable environment your home. <laughs> you can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60 plus programs like business administration and healthcare administration and psychology. And they have a 24 seven access you'll have to your classroom. Daily support and financial aid is available. Ashford gives you the tools you need to go from dreaming to doing. So build the future that you want and it'll start at Ashford University. There are no fees to apply and no standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Karen. That's ashford.edu slash K-A-R-E-N, ashford.edu slash Karen. Not all programs are available in all states. By the way, we'll get this out of the way. Karen argues, and I don't buy it, that she has a good side. Um, <laughs> and I say that you have both good sides. Yeah, no, no, there's no... Fibonacci, right? That's that mathematical equation for, you know, perfection. Yeah. Beautiful people, both sides of their faces are the same. Like you? No, Brad Pitt. I think there's like a few people. Cloning? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's in that category. Right, go ahead. Very few. But most of us are, you know, off. One side is a little different than the other this side. This is my good side. Yeah, and that's my good this, side so check too. Check this out. This is my yeah, good side. That's my good side What's too. What's your good side? The same side. If I said so, over I'm there, you're on the wrong yeah, side. Yeah, but it's all right. I can roll with it because you know it's not the worst. You so know, it's so it's your show. See, let me say something to you. <laughs> let me say something to you. What? If the country. We're so accommodating. Right. If we could come together like right, this right. and work things out, we'd be a better country. We would be a better now, country. Now, what do you think the odds are as we, oh, by the way, and at the end of 2006, watch this transition, this segue. We're moving in 2017. The show will be seen later. We have a new president. Mm -hmm. What are the odds that we come together and work things out like this and the country's so fragmented and mm -hmm. fractured, divided, it's going to come together like this? Zero. Come on. Yeah, no. You've always been an optimist no, all the I years am. I've I known actually, you. Actually, I'm an optimist. I really am. But I'm, I'm also uh, realistic. I, I don't live in uh, Alice in Wonderland. I, I am realistic about where we are as a nation. And the fact that we are even here 
tells you how far apart we are. You know, we go from eight years of Barack Obama to Donald Trump. It says a lot about uh, not just how disgruntled people are, but um, I think how ignorant people are of what is actually happening in, in this country and around the world. Define ignorant here. Uh, ignorant is defined the way it is, like lack of knowledge. We, we unfortunately, most of us are getting our news from sources that are not real. Uh, we don't do our homework and research, so we hear things and we repeat them, and then they become, you know, fact. So when Donald Trump says, African-Americans, you're living in hell, and I look around and all of my friends aren't, you know, 76% of black people are not living in poverty. Black women are the most educated, degree-holding in the country. I go, where is he getting that? And then it gets repeated. What about Chicago, you know? And then that gets repeated, and it just... You know, we, we're in a place where it's just hard to beat back all of the misinformation. Why did Trump win? Because people are uh, unhappy, but they, yeah, I guess they're unhappy. Or Enough. They you know what? I, I'm, I've been grappling with this since Election Day. You know, I actually went to sleep uh, before and I knew it was going to happen. I didn't want to watch it, you know. I, my psyche couldn't take it, and I woke up to President-elect Donald Trump, and I, you know, I wasn't shocked because I think we live in a nation that is, whether we want to admit it or not, really, really at its roots, very divided. Very, very divided. And, and what, you know, when you ask people why, well, my job, and I'm like, are you gainfully employed? Yeah, but uh, Obamacare. Well, were your premiums going up before? Well, yeah, but, you know, there's these things that they're rooted in, but it's not rooted in anything factual. It's just how they feel. But two things here, Karen. One, how much do you put, and again, we're doing it at the end of 2016, we're trying to make sense of what happened, but also look ahead. How much do you put the results of the 2016 presidential election on the fact that Hillary Clinton mm. did not, was not able to connect with voters a high percentage a significant percentage of African-American voters, and if they are particularly concerned, you and others, why did more African-Americans not come out and support she her? She didn't lose because black people didn't show up. Uh, like, roughly, I want to say 89, 90% of black women voted for her. Was there a high she percentage? Was there a significant percentage? She lost because of... white people didn't show up for her. She lost because white people didn't show up. Barack Obama won because white people showed up for him. You can't win an election just on the, on the basis uh -huh. of a 13% population. Karen, you cannot win just based on that. Karen, you're arguing that... I want to understand something. You're arguing that there was a high degree of enthusiasm for Hillary Clinton there in were, the African-American uh, community? No, I'm not arguing that. She's, I mean, let, let's be honest. You know, she, had, she was a flawed candidate, you know, I think uh, if Joe Biden had won, it would probably have been a landslide. Um, I, I would say right now, Bernie Sanders had been a nominee. Could have won. Know, Could have won. Uh, I struggle with that one. Um, Hillary was flawed, but I think she also, and she said this herself, was, she's not very charismatic. She doesn't make the case for herself. She's not that person. She's not very uh, politically eloquent. Doesn't you know? connect with people, she some doesn't. say. She doesn't, you know, and she didn't. And that's why she lost. Because, again, people voted on emotion, not on facts, not on, you know, what's actually going mm. on in the world, in the country. They voted based on how they felt. But, they, but, you know, another thing that you said that struck me, and you and I have known each other so long, and, you, and I listen to your show, and I'm compelled by it and interested in it, and I argue with you sometimes as I'm in my car. Am I right that you said that if you voted for Donald Trump, at the core, there was a racist. It was yeah. racist. Yeah, I've said that. You don't. You didn't mean. I maybe. I, you didn't mean everyone who voted for Trump. Well, here's what I mean. Uh, so, because uh, I don't mince words. If you could no pull. No <laughs> If you could pull a lever for somebody that had the history that he had, I'm not just talking about the housing discrimination. I'm talking about the calling for the death penalty of five uh, young boys in New York City for rape 
and then when they were exonerated, still has Central Park. Central Park Five still hasn't apologized. Still said, well, they must have done took something. Took out ads in the paper. Took out ads in the paper. A lot of money. As I worked at the Daily News at the time, that was a twenty-five thousand dollar ad. He did one in the New York Times as well. Calling for papers. their for their death for a rape that they were exonerated for later. DNA evidence proved that they didn't do it. Not only did he not apologize, but he doubled down and said they must have done something. This man, to me, uh, more so than any other candidate, because I can, I can roll with policies that I don't necessarily agree with. And truthfully, you know, as I get older, I'm a little bit more conservative than I was in my 20s. The climate in this country that he fostered and, and fanned the flames of, both through his social media and through actually what he did at his rallies, was, you know, take him out, let's beat him, you know, I can shoot somebody and get away with it. And it's just the... the, the Disconnect. You know, you, your your solution to black folk is appointing Ben Carson as head of HUD, having Amarosa as your you know outreach person. You know, it's like it's so insulting that if you could pull a lever for somebody that the KKK did a rally for in celebration, that David Duke and all these alt right, you know, white supremacists have come out for, it says something about you. Now you can argue with yourself and say I voted for Jobs. Or I voted for change. What kind of change? Uh, unemployment is at a nine-year low. We have, uh, we're gaining 180,000 jobs every single month. Those jobs, those coal miner jobs are never coming back. That's a lie. We saw the deal with Carrier. That was a smoke and mirrors, bull crap, dog and pony show. If you could really say to yourself, I voted for him because I want... What kind of change are you looking for exactly? I uh, want my country Drain back. Drain the swamp. Yeah, then you uh, put all the swamp people on your, on your, ca in your cabinet. This was uh, this is the but, saying but, but something. Karen, respectfully, there something. are some of my friends who voted for Trump who and I can have spirit. No, I, I could have spirit. I could have spirit discussions with them about it, and we can go back and forth. But at the core, all of them racist. I think that we in this nation have a race problem that we never no deal doubt. with, no and doubt. I think that more of us, if seventy-five percent of white people have no relationship with blacks, and that's a Washington Post poll, that's on purpose. So your only information about people from outside of your culture is through media, propaganda, movies, or what have you, rap mm. music, and that shapes how you treat people and how you think about them, then you, you know, you have some, some work to do, you know? And you pulled the lever for somebody mm. that, for many people, they woke up that Wednesday morning afraid for their lives, you know, afraid for their livelihoods, afraid for their future as American citizens, that you can live in a nation where you could say to your fellow Americans, Middle finger to you, <laughs> because that's what it felt like. And where do we go now? I, I don't know. That's why president. I said zero he's percent. Our yeah. He's your president. He's my yeah, president. Absolutely. I stopped calling him names because I was doing that for a while. That was fun. Well, well, uh, well, you know, I it's not fun because yeah, it's not he fun is now. the president right, of all right. of us. Right. So I have to be respectful. Whether people voted for him or not, where do we go from here? Well, my my thing is, what can I do in my personal life to insulate and protect myself from whatever? crazy may come down the pike, you know, so I'm uh, challenging my listeners to save their money, to get their health right, to, you know, uh, work on pooling their resources, coming together, building businesses, uh, fostering community, building neighborhood watches, you know, showing up to police uh, stations and meeting your police captains and police precinct uh, heads and police chiefs and introducing yourselves to them so that you, we can have the relationships that we need to have in this law and order, you know, that Donald Trump is going to usher in. He said law and order and stop and frisk is going to become national. Well, we need to do something to combat it because, you know, for, for, for me, it could mean, you know, my brother not coming home one night. You know, for me, it could mean me being stopped. It could be Sandra Bland, you know. In a climate that is kind of giving carte blanche to this energy, 
you know, we have to do some things You're to scared? protect ourselves. I'm not, I'm never scared because no, I, I don't live in fear. I don't live in fear, but uh, I am going to be ever vigilant and I'm not letting anyone off the hook. And we can't normalize this either. We but can't. you're giving him a chance. Um, you have to. No, why? Why do because I have to give him a chance? Because he's our president. Yes, but what, what does giving him a chance look like? Give what him a chance mean? to, he says he wants to, to do bring what? the country together. How? You, you uh, had, you had 18 so, months. I'm to see what he wants to he do. He had 18 months. And then, in the, in you the, mean the campaign. Yeah, you had 18 months to do a campaign that talked about unity and really showed it. You had 18 months. I judge a fruit, a tree by the fruit that it bears, Steve, and that's scripture, right? Judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. You can tell me anything out of your mouth. What has your life produced in this area? I don't know. So folks listen every day to you on Sirius. Tell folks in the minute we have left. What can they hear? Uh, empowerment. <laughs> A whole lot of piss and vinegar. No, uh, you know, passion. Candor. Passion, candor. I'm, I'm definitely going to tell the truth uh, every single day. And I'm constantly looking for solutions. So while I'm, I'm going to judge this man by what he has done, he's going to have to show something. I'm not letting him off the hook. We have to also be vigilant. And this, to me, is, a, is, is an opportunity. You know, I'm looking at it like this is a supreme opportunity to do some tremendous things. We don't have the luxury to sit on our I hands. I you were an optimist. I am. See, I am. It's an opportunity. I, I absolutely, it's an opportunity.